everybody. Hi. Oh, this feels like a more relaxed crowd. Ah, yeah, it's good to be here. And um, so I'm going to be sharing about uh, seeking the kingdom of God. Uh, and was anybody blessed in that worship? That last song there, praise the Lord. I mean, I could just drink a bit more of that. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus uh, spoke often about the kingdom and uh, he would speak in parables at times about his kingdom. So I'm going to share a couple of examples of that from the book of Matthew. So Matthew 13, 33 says, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Matthew 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in joy went and sold all that he had and brought that field. And Matthew 6, 33, Jesus encourages us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to us as well. And then uh, I wanted to find a definition for the kingdom of God for folks that may be thinking, well, what is this kingdom? Or just to remind us perhaps of what the kingdom of God is. And I found a couple that I thought were really good. The kingdom of God is a spiritual rule over the hearts and lives of those who willingly submit to God's authority and acknowledge the lordship of Christ. And the other one, the kingdom of God is God's reign. I like that one, very simple. Kingdom of God is God's reign. And um, so we see that God's kingdom uh, is not just about church. It's not just about what we do in these four walls, but it's about how we allow God to lead us uh, when we're out there in our everyday lives, in our workplaces, around our families, uh, and, and so forth. So I want to just share a couple of benefits uh, that we have being a part of God's kingdom. And the first one is uh, power and authority. And we see from our reading that Jesus demonstrates this authority where he goes into the synagogue and begins to teach. And the people say, oh, uh, his teaching is different. This teaching is with authority. And um, not like the religious leaders. And, you know, it made me think about um, what was the distinction between Jesus' teaching and the religious leaders that the people recognized there was a difference. Uh, I once heard a, a preacher say, it's not uh, about what I say, but it's about what's on what I say. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit and we know when God's spirit is powering what we're saying, that is what brings about transformation. That is what brings about healing. That is what releases revelation. That's what releases miracles. And I believe as Jesus went into the synagogue 
and began to speak. This is what began to happen. Uh, because it, 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 to me, it seems like people kind of sat up and it was like, oh, this is different. And then he goes on to demonstrate this authority when somebody uh, has an evil spirit and it manifests and Jesus exercises his authority by telling the spirit to be quiet and then drives the spirit out of the person, bringing freedom to that person. And I wanted to highlight this because I was thinking about some of the things that bring uh, distress or oppression or torment in our lives. And, you know, do we think about those things sometimes as, is there an evil spirit behind this? Uh, if we don't, then we should. And if we get a sense from God that there is, then we have the authority to challenge uh, this evil spirit, just like what Jesus did, and set that person free. Jesus is about bringing freedom to people. And, you know, he says in his word, the authority that I have, I give to you. So we can be about setting people free. And I experienced this last week, a young lady came to me and just began to share some things that were distressing in her life. And as I was listening to her and listening to God and, and just seeking how do I respond or how do I pray for this woman? And, you know, God said, Marsha, she needs freedom. You know, what's happening to her is an evil spirit or evil spirits are oppressing her and tormenting her. Drive them out. As simple as that. And so I prayed for her and commanded the spirits to go. There was about eight and they did happily go. And, and again, that's the authority that we have uh, in the kingdom of God to set people free. And here is Jesus demonstrated. I think that's a benefit. The other benefit we have is uh, peace and joy. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we're living in times now where there's not much peace and joy around. Um, and I don't think it's just for people that don't know God. I think that's in the church as well. Um, I think we struggle to hold on to God's peace. Anybody struggle with that? Okay, just me. Okay, there's a few. All right, good. I'm in the right place. Uh, so the encouragement for us is that we do have God's peace. And don't you just love Jesus, how he says, uh, peace I give you, not like the world. You will have troubles. And then he says, but be of good cheer. Don't you sort of think, what are you talking about, Jesus? You tell him I'm going to have troubles and you're telling me to be of good cheer. But then he says, because I have overcome the world. And guess what? Jesus is in us. Anybody got Jesus in you? Christ in us, the hope of glory. 
So what does that mean? That means we have overcome every challenge we're going to face. And we're either going to believe that or we're not. Now, to believe it, we walk in peace. To not believe it, we don't have peace. So we know that this peace and joy that we have in the kingdom of God, which are the fruits of the Spirit, are not the peace and joy that the world offers when everything is okay. We're going to be joyful. We're going to be peaceful. No, it's in the storm. But we can only walk in that peace if we keep leaning into God's kingdom. You know, so one of our values as a church is seek the kingdom. And I think that's a continual thing. As we journey, we are seeking God's kingdom. And one of the questions to ask ourselves is, is the kingdom of God permeating through every part of my life? And that's the parable Jesus spoke about with the yeast. Is Jesus, is the kingdom in my decision making? Is the kingdom, is, is, is Christ Lord over my relationships? When I'm in the workplace, is Christ Lord? When I'm dealing with family members that are challenging, is Christ Lord or is my flesh Lord? And this is how we seek God's kingdom, we lean into God's kingdom, we grow more in God's kingdom, and then we, we, we reap the benefits of God's kingdom. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And there's a lot of shaking going on, isn't there? There's, we've got a lot of shaking. We've come through this pandemic. Then there's the war. Then there's food prices going up. Petrol prices going up. Stuff happening in our government. There's a lot of shaking. But we, the church, I was saying this this morning, I think that we are entering into one of our finest hours as a church. And I think that we're going to begin to see an outpouring of God's miraculous power. Because guess what? We're going to need it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to need it. And, you know, I believe God's heart is that he wants to pour it out. So we, the, the world out there that don't know God yet... When we're amongst them and you're hearing the trepidation, you're hearing the anxiety, you're hearing the fear, how am I going to pay the bills? The gas and electric's going up. How are we going to cope? We, the church, this is our opportunity to say, you don't need to worry about that. Why don't you need to worry about that? Well, let me tell you about a man that I've put my trust in who is going to get me through, who has given me the peace that I have. Or that when they say to you, well, how come you're not feeling all anxious about all of these things? That is our cue to go in and to preach the good news, which is a part of the kingdom of God and seeking the kingdom. One of the things that I asked God when all of this stuff was happening with 
food prices going up and petrol and all these different things. And again, this is a benefit that we have being in his kingdom. We have a king that we can go to and inquire, what, what am I to do here, God? You know, because the, the way that things are communicated in our, in our news and the media, I don't know about anybody else, but it, it, it brings fear, doesn't it? I don't know, you watch the news and you think, good God Almighty, if you haven't got God, it's quite depressing and quite scary. And I said to God, what is my posture to be with all of this happening? Because I don't want to, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to be saying, well, how am I going to pay the bills? I don't want to say those things. And I don't think as a church, as kingdom, we have to come under that. Because we serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God. And I had a sense that God said to me, Marsha, I want you to speak Goshen. And I said, Goshen, where's that in the Bible? So I started looking. And I found that Goshen uh, was a region in Egypt where the children of Israel were when there was this ferocious battle going on. And God sends Moses to tell Pharaoh, let the people go. Pharaoh says, no, the battle's going on. God is sending plagues, frogs, all sorts of things. It's killing their livestock. It's, it's devastating Egypt. And then they look over uh, to where the children of Israel are, which is Goshen, and nothing was touching them. God was protecting them. Does anybody believe God can do that now? Come on. And I believe that, you know, I was thinking about this this morning. There was a place where Jesus went where he couldn't do many miracles because of the doubt and unbelief. So we don't want to be those that, are, that come under the spirit of the age. We want to be those that are saying, yes, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We are citizens of a supernatural kingdom with an eternal king who is on the throne. And guess what? He can provide. How do you feed 5,000 people with three loaves and two fish? We're never going to wrap our heads around it, but God did it. And he's the same today. So he said, Marsha, speak Goshen out in a time of what's feeling like scarcity. And believe me for miracles. You know, in Elijah, there was drought in the land. Elijah was eating well, meat. God sent a raven to feed him. And not long after God spoke that to me, a friend of mine who owns a business rang me and he said, Marsha, could you pray? Because the business isn't doing too well and I'm concerned about the next few months. And God said, well, you could, you, that word I gave you. So I said, well, God's given me this word, Gosham. So I just spoke it out over him and prayed over him. The next month, he rang me and he said, you know that word? <laughs> We did twice as much as what we normally do during the summer months. Praise God. Yeah, we can give God a praise for that. We can praise him, can't we? Come on, church. <laughs> praise God. 
And, and it was the, the months where normally the business doesn't do that well, they did twice as much. And that was a real encouragement uh, to me and to them about leaning in to God's kingdom. And so I just want to end with encouraging all of us as we go into uh, very trying times. You know, it's going to get darker. Dare I say it? I have. But, and it's a big but, the glory of God is going to rest even brighter on his people, on those that are a part of the kingdom of God. So I encourage you to continue to lean into seeking God's kingdom. In your everyday lives, ask that question, is the kingdom of God flowing here? Is the kingdom of God moving here? Is Christ Lord in my life? Am I willingly submitting to the authority of God that sometimes in my experience goes against what I want? But he is king and I bow the knee. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your kingdom that is, yet also is to come. We thank you, Father God, for the words of the Apostle Paul, who says, for the kingdom of God is not a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. We thank you, Jesus, that you have said, this authority that you have, you now give to us as your disciples. And Father, I pray that you would lead us into deeper depths with you as a church and as individuals. That we would spur each other on to good works. That we would continue to align ourselves with your will and your purposes. Father, I pray for an increase of faith on the inside of us. In Jesus' name.